Bienvenida to the Latina Business Coach Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, founder of Femina Society for Latina Entrepreneurs, mentor, and business strategist. This podcast is for you if you have a massive desire to be successful and you know you have crazy potential, but you're still wondering why you're not where you want to be or even how to get started. The thing that you're missing, it's called strategy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this podcast because, mija, you're trying to build an empire and you just need someone to tell you how. Lista? Let's go. Hola, amigas. Hola, Latina Society. Thank you guys for listening to this episode today. I'm honestly just wanting to put this message out there. If you are thinking about writing a book, if you've ever thought about writing a book, if you have been through something you've experienced, you've overcome, you're going through something and you just have a message that's burning within you and you feel like you want to share it with other people in the form of a book or in the form of a podcast or in the form of a blog. There's so many different ways you guys to share your story and some of you should really be sharing your story. Some of you should really be thinking about how can I share this story? Because first of all, we could all learn something from each other, right? And we can share that by sharing the experiences that we've been through, the things that we've overcome, the mountains we've climbed. And also some of you just have some life story, like the novela stuff going on. Um, like I hear some stories and I'm like, damn, like that should be a novella. Like some of you just need to write your own book, hopefully get a Netflix series, maybe turn it into a telenovela. I don't know. Some of you guys have some amazing stories and just things that you've been through. Your life is for our entertainment right and so i'm like can you can somebody give like her an opportunity to write a book <laughs> but yeah but all jokes aside i know that we have all had individual experiences and wow like why did i go through that and sometimes it's just for the sake of telling the story of sharing that experience of maybe being able to talk and help other people through it um, maybe you're just feeling like you have this this story like i said it's your obligation to share it so whatever that looks like for you a lot of times we are waiting for an opportunity to share our story we think maybe we'll get invited on oprah maybe we'll get invited on a podcast or to be a guest speaker and you guys sometimes you just have to take the reins into your own hands create your own platform create your own podcast create your own event where you can speak at you know write your own book so that is a message for somebody that came super clear while I'm just talking away here. It's actually pretty interesting to me how many people have on their bucket list, right? Things that they want to do in this life is to write a book. And then a lot of times we're like, okay, yeah, I one day I'm going to write a book about that. Or like, oh, like this has been so crazy. Um, I have a client that says, one of these days I'm going to write a book that's going to be called I've Been Through Some Shit. <laughs> that's literally what she says and so jess robinson if you're listening and i'm like haven't we all been through some shit right so it's like okay so yeah so i i know that with 
things kind of feeling like they're on pause and maybe we're spending some more time in reflection, more time by ourselves, more time at home. It's actually the perfect time to write a book. With that being said, I am personally not thinking about writing a book at this moment. You can never say never. That even though I'm an avid book reader and I love to read, I always have. Um, side note, I was that kid at a party that would take a book to a kid's party and like reading in the corner while other the other kids like ran around and I would be like, mm. I'm reading and it was usually like a Nancy Drew book or Beverly Cleary so shout out to the 90s kids if you know what I'm talking about if not that's okay uh, so I was thinking I said okay maybe a lot of people are wanting to write a book maybe this is the perfect time for them as you guys know I'd love to bring on experts and just people that are so knowledgeable in their craft and what they do so I'm going to formally introduce the guest for today who is Janine Hernandez. She is a number one best-selling author. She's a mentor, a speaker, and a world changer. From the age as early as nine, she knew that she wanted to become a world-famous self-published author whose first-hand experiences would lend credibility to her work. True to her childhood dream, at the age of 26, Janine published her very first book, and she's committed to working with motivated individuals who are ready to take ownership of their life and take action towards their dreams. She speaks all around the country. She works with kids that are aspiring authors and speakers, and she teaches them how to publish their own books. So when Janine isn't reading or writing, she's pretty much spending her time hiking, traveling, exploring the world, and she's just such an avid reader. She's so passionate about working and becoming a better version of herself. I highly recommend her as a coach. I wanted to bring her on, so here we go. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, I really was inspired to bring you on because I think that so many women right now are wanting to get creative and wanting to work on something new or they're feeling inspired to start something new, maybe get to the things that they've, they've had on the back burner or dreams and goals that they've had in mind. And one of them, for a lot of people, I feel like could potentially be writing a book. So when I started to think about that, I was like, okay, I need to talk to Janine. I was like, I just want to pick her brain, bring her on here. And yeah, so I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for your time. And um, yeah, tell us about you. How did you get started? I actually, ever since I was nine years old, I've always told my parents that I was going to be a published author when I grew up. I've been writing... Um, you know, I've been writing poetry and songs and stories ever since I was young, since I was like eight or nine. Um, but I remember being nine years old, telling my parents, I'm going to be a published author one day. This is what I'm going to do when I grow up. And it's interesting because most kids will say, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a firefighter, a policeman. And I was the weird one that was like, I just want to write books. And um, when I was about 10 years old, I wrote my first book. It was poetry. And uh, my, my parents did try to help me get published. But in the 90s, there was only uh, traditional publishing through traditional companies. And I always knew in the pit of my stomach that I never wanted to go through traditional publishing. I always wanted to have full control over everything that I did and make my own money. You know, in the 90s, there wasn't as many resources as there is now with the internet and being able to be like an entrepreneur. So that kind of is what stopped me. I didn't publish my first book until I was uh, about 17 years later. It took me that long. But um, it's that's kind of how I got started. I finally like was pushed into my purpose and wrote my first book. And I'm now four books in. 
and yes. coaching aspiring authors on how to publish. So it's it's a it's an awesome story. When I'm like, oh, I used to think about this when I was little, and now I'm living in my dream. You know? Yes. So I totally feel you on that. Like. I, I love that because sometimes it's true. I, I never had a normal job that I wanted to, like, even just thinking back, I was like, hmm, like, what did I want to be at that age, right? And I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't see myself, like, teaching math or English. I don't know. So I always had that in, my, in the back of my mind. So it's funny how when you're younger, you just have this vision for yourself even then, right? And you're not afraid to dream, but sometimes you just don't know really how to, like, label that. Or even you're like, oh, I, like, I want to help other people write books, too. Um, but then you're like, is that a thing? And now it's 2020 and it's a thing. And like, there's no rules. We publish our own books. We're our own boss. We're our own printing, like all of the things, right? Editors, all of the things. So I love that story so much. What did you do before you wrote your book? Or like, how did you get inspired to write your first book? So um, my first book, I actually went through a transition in my life. It was a breakup, honestly. And um, I just got pushed to my purpose because that relationship was very stagnant. And I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. And after we broke up, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I have all these goals and all these dreams and you should never wait on anybody, anybody mm -hmm. to accomplish mm -hmm. your dreams or your goals. You never should ask anyone for permission to do it. So I kind of just took initiative. I opened up my business. I launched my first book and it kind of has just been a um, process since then, you know, I, I'm now five years into my business and it hasn't been like, it wasn't overnight success. It did take some time. It did take time for me to gain credibility and be at a point where people at least now respect what I'm doing and trust my expertise. You know, mm. it's been, it's been a, a journey. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you said that where people are, it's almost like, you know that you're great, but then you're just kind of waiting for other people to catch on and be like, oh, Janine, you're really great. And you're like, yeah, I've been telling you guys, like, I, I am credible. I do know what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, it's interesting how sometimes it's people that are the closest to us that are like, oh, okay, like, you, you know, they, it's hard for them to trust us or see what we're doing. What I like about that, too, is also that you had this transitional period. So on the podcast, I always like to talk about how people maybe pivot or reinvent themselves. So, which is maybe how, where you found yourself after that breakup was like, okay, this, what am I doing? Who, like, I'm, this is not who I'm supposed to be. How can I step into that role? So I, did you use it more as like a healing? Like, was it healing for you? Was it therapeutic to be able to write your book? Well, I had it written already. I mean, I had, I had my book written, I would say for 10 years and it was just sitting there. And okay. I, every single year I would, I would procrastinate. I would be like, well, this was my number one thing. I don't know what I'm doing or I'm fearful of what people are going to think of me. So I would perfect my book and make it perfect. And then I would put it to the side and then I'd pick it up again and perfect it and put it to the side. And I just kept doing that over and over and over for 10 years. Um, and then after that breakup, I got to a point where it's like, why are you continuing to a procrastinate, make excuses, allow people to control your dreams? And I just like did it. I took six months and I published it. I launched it and I was so, so proud, even though it took me that long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I'm wondering if how many um, people that are listening or that are going to listen are like, actually I'm a closet author too. Like I actually have a full blown book or like a series or whatever, or like a whole um, thinking of maybe even like a JK Rowling's who's like 
I have this whole series written and like it's in my head, right? And they're just waiting on the perfect moment or waiting on things to line up for them. So I think that's just a, a big testament to a lot of women that are like waiting to, or they're scared to show up because it, it's not perfect yet. You know, they're still working on a couple of things or maybe financially, or maybe when their kids get older, right? We just start to think of all these excuses and reasons why it's not the right time. We wait for a moment that's never really the right time. Like you just have to go do it, you know? Yeah. Well, while you were writing your book, and then what What were you doing at the time, job-wise? Or did so you, like... I, I was in the HR uh, department or industry, I guess you can say. So I was human resources. And I loved it. I mean, I love the aspect of helping people. I love, like, there's a problem and I get to fix it kind of thing. And I love mm -hmm. the interaction with people and being, like, the liaison between a business and the employees. But uh, the more involved I got into writing my books and then coaching people through it, it became more and more clear that book publishing was like my number one and it took precedence over HR. So that's why it became easy for me to decide to walk away from corporate America and also um, paying attention to just how I was with corporate America at some, you know, at certain points in my career, I was very interested in climbing the corporate ladder. But then eventually I got to a point where I was like, I no longer want to climb it. You know, mm. I was just okay doing what I was doing because this dream was far greater. And then once I realized that, I'm like, you clearly are not passionate about this anymore. You know, mm -hmm. you need to focus over here. And so, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm asking that question because I'm thinking like, okay, maybe some people feel like they're so busy. I have a full-time job. I have a family. I have, you know, other things that I'm working on. So like, when do you write a book, right? That's what I was asking. I was like, hmm, like, what did you do before then? Was the right time? Or like, when would you work on your book? Or when were you creating that time for yourself to like put pen to paper? So I uh, was very dedicated to on my lunch hours, I would try to take a lunch break. Because um, most of us will eat through lunch and just continue working. But I would take my lunch breaks and I would go outside or to a park and I would either write or just meditate and just allow thoughts and ideas to come to me. Mm -hmm. And then I was very committed to one hour every single day uh, for like three months in writing my book. Yeah. And so, and I was very clear with my, I have a son, so I was very um, open with him and telling him this is a goal that I have. I need an hour a day. So while I'm writing, you can do whatever you want. If you want to play PlayStation or do whatever it is that you want to do, but I need to focus on this. And he was like, okay, you know, it was easy. But then it's also reducing distractions um, right. because I would get distracted real easily with social media. So it's just focusing an hour a day for three months nonstop and just going at it. Um, I did a lot of typing, but then I also did a lot of voice text. Um, mm -hmm. I would do voice memos while I was driving and then have it transcribed. So that became easier. Oh, I love that too. Dang, multitasking. You're like driving, writing a book, casual. Well, yeah, because <laughs> like sometimes I would drive to a friend's house. It's like a half hour drive. And while I'm driving, you get all these ideas and thoughts and, yeah. you know, our mind is just on autopilot. So I would just grab my phone and then just speak into it while I'm driving. Yeah. And then I would, it would transcribe and then I'd email it to myself and I would look at it later. 
So we need to come up with something. Someone needs to come up with something because my thoughts, like what you just said, my creative ideas come in the shower. So I'm like, someone needs to come up with like a, what are those, like a waterproof like recorder or some like a post-it or something that I could just take notes. Cause I feel you, you're like, oh, I'm just, you know, hanging out. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's a brilliant idea. That's what it is. Like I've been waiting, you know, like sometimes it just, yeah. those ideas come to you when you're least, you know, trying, when you're really trying, they're not there. And then when you're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, <laughs> so in the shower, there are apps that you can download on your phone to do voice to text and it'll transcribe it. So if you ever get an idea, you can just press the record and do it. Um, but I also get ideas in the middle of the night, like I'll wake up and I'll have a full idea. So I make yes. sure that I have like a notebook next to my nightstand and then I write if I need to. Yeah, I love that idea. Okay, so I think I've just heard of people that um, are writing books or they're like, okay, I'm going to write a book. Like, this is the year I'm going to write a book. And they kind of almost, one, they have to go into this cave, right, where they just seclude themselves or they, they have to get away. Like, what are they just kind of, like, put their tunnel vision on, which in general, any type of business that, or, you know, idea that you're building. But it seems like writing a book, you just have to, there's probably so much of a process. Like some people maybe throughout the years will put pieces together or like you said, one hour a day for three months, you know, so it's just, was really like, and by the way, that's 10 X. Like that is really, that's really committed one hour a day for three months. Mm -hmm. um, love that you communicated that with your son. Cause I think that's the important part too, is like letting your family know, Hey, we're, I'm working on this. This is also a goal that that mom has right so I love that too okay so you're saying that you just put your head down for three months one hour a day so with the other books that you wrote too would you say that you were just had that tunnel vision or was it like little bits and pieces so I wrote a children's book and that was obviously children's books are shorter they're like 30 pages long um, I had this intuition feeling that there was a story that I needed to write about feathers <laughs> I don't know why but I had this feeling in my gut that that's what I needed to write about so I kind of would just put it out into the universe every single day you know like if there's a message that you want to share with me give it to me mm -hmm. and I just kept doing that for months and then one day I was driving and the idea the full story just came to me so I pulled over to, on the side of the road and I wrote my book literally in like five minutes I jotted down like the storyline and then when I got home I actually like pieced it together and then that was it it, it literally took me like maybe 15 minutes to write that one but um like I said it was it was like a feeling in my stomach that came first yeah and I just was open to it and then one day it all just kind of came to me yeah. <laughs> so it's each process is different you know and there are I mean there's authors that will write full novels they like like you said they will be in the trenches all day long for like in their cave you know I've mm. never done that I don't know that I'm that disciplined <laughs> I get distracted easily but some people can do it that way yeah that's what I'm saying I'm like there's so many different books right and, and all these different creative processes and sometimes we have a dream and that's the book and then we're driving and we have an idea. So that's why I was like, hmm, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you on like what your process was like, but I love that you had that strategy of like, okay, I'm going to put my head down and work on this, but then also you're still open and, and fluid. Like if an idea comes, then you're also still like, hmm, like feathers, like, all right, what does this mean? You just let it marinate. And a lot of my ideas too, I'm like that too. I'm like, hmm, like, what does this mean to me? Right. And you just, and I love that because that, that really is where the, the natural creativity comes through also just by being fluid. Okay, so what, I don't know a lot of author coaches. What does an author coach do? What did you feel like 
there was a need for once you started writing your books? Did people start asking you about it or how did that start? Honestly, yes. A lot of people ask questions. And so what I did was I originally wrote an ebook on, uh, I think it's five, six steps, six easy steps on how to publish your books. And um, I give people just the the important facts that they need in order to publish or to get started. But even after that, people still had questions. So I started to do um, seminars, like two hour uh, weekend seminars where I was teaching people how to publish their books. It was like $40 a class. Uh, however, even through that, with all the information that I was given, people were still afterwards like, okay, so now what, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me start offering one-to-one coaching because uh, book publishing is not something that you just go to a class and you do it and you're done, you know? It takes time. It's a process. It can take like six to eight months. You have to write it. You have to get it ready for print. You have to get ready for a book launch. And so I was like, it's just a no brainer for me to be able to handhold someone and coach them through the whole process. And that's kind of how I got started. And it's been, it's been amazing to see other, other people's stories come to life. I would imagine that is really rewarding and seeing your clients just sometimes we have ideas or we have a vision and then people just need that accountability or really like a coach that's like, Hey, this is the first step. Okay, cool. I did that. What's the next step. Right. And it's almost just working with the coach, I think is probably giving them that accountability and also keeping them creative when you're, when you're kind of just in that space, you're like, okay, what am I working on next? What am I building towards? I love that. I think that also too, when businesses, when you see a business need, you're like, okay, there's a space here for me. There's a problem. And Uh, there's not a lot of people doing it. Or sometimes when we get in our own worlds, right? Like we think that there's, everybody's doing it. There's a lot of people doing what we do, but I just think that you bring such a unique aspect to it too, with your experience and then creating that framework. Okay. So what would you say to somebody that's maybe thinking about writing a book? If they're like, oh, like I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I've, maybe I should write a book. Um, I have a client, this is kind of a funny story, but I hope she listens. She says, I should just write a book. You know what? I've been through some, you know, people say that I've been through some crazy things in my life. I just need to write a book about it. Oh, like one day I'm going to go back and write a book about this. Right. And I think that those are things that people say or throw out there and maybe they do follow through and most people probably don't. But what would you say to somebody that has that, that little whisper or that seed planted of like, Hey, should I write a book? There's two reasons probably why they would never get started. And that's fear or B, they don't know what to do. So my first thing when anyone ever says that, you know, I maybe I should write a book, I always tell them just start. And what I mean by that is open up your computer or your journal and just start writing whatever it is that you want to write about. Let it flow. Even if you don't know yet what your book is going to be about, just start. Do something. Take action. Because if you don't do anything, you're going to be an idea is, is nothing if you don't take action. Mm-hmm. And then find someone that can teach you what you need to do in order to actually accomplish that goal. So if it's, uh, don't know if, if one of the reasons why you haven't done it is because you don't know what to do, then find a coach. If it's fear, find a coach because a coach is still going to be able to like maneuver through those fears and help you understand why, you know, and push, 
past like those barriers and those obstacles that you're creating for yourself. Yep. Teach you and push you. That Those are the words I was looking for earlier. It was like accountability. And then also, yeah, just that push. I think that people need if someone's listening and they're like, okay, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start writing down stuff in a journal, or like you said, just typing away. And there, maybe some people have a half written book or just, I'm just imagining a lot of, um, my listeners and a lot of the followers, you know, like women are, we're multi-passionate. We have all of these ideas. We start something and then we don't finish it or we don't follow through with it. So what if someone gets stuck along the way when they do start and then they're letting it flow, but then it's like, oh shit, I'm stuck here. I'm not gonna, like, what do I do? Like, how do you, what do you advise to help them overcome that block? Like if they have a writer's block, what I tell my authors is to go outdoors. I know it sounds weird, But I do, I tell them, go outdoors, go to a park, sit on a bench, sit under a tree, relax, relax yourself. Because honestly, it's you creating this barrier on why you can't move forward or why you can't write anymore. And so I always say, go outside, listen to the birds, relax, and then continuously do that. Like I would do, I would do that every single day until one day the idea would come to me again. And then I would go home and write. So that's one thing. I know it sounds weird, but I always just tell them, just go outside, go outdoors and release like all the distractions from inside the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I used to do is go to the library. I would go to the library and I would look at books that are similar to the one that I want to create. And that would just motivate me, like seeing all the different book covers and the different colors and opening them. And what do they look like? And seeing the other author's success and then visualizing my book on the bookshelf, like that would motivate me. And so I would go to the library and sit there for hours and look at books. I would sit and write, go back and look at more books, you know? Um, But it's just something to get you out of that state of like, I have a writer's block. Because if you sit in front of your computer or your journal and you're like, I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to write about. It just creates frustration, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just have to get away from it for a while. Yeah. I love those tips so so much. I'm picturing um, like kind of like a Carrie Bradshaw, if if you're a Sex and the City like fan or if you ever did. And she was a writer, right? And she would just sit in front of her computer and then like, kind of by her window and then she would like type and then delete and then like type and then you're like so I I just I've never written a book I, I personally at this point in my life I don't feel like I'm being called to write a book but I just imagine what the struggles are of oh you know you start typing away and then you're like, I mean even with business even with social media posts I'll type something up and then I go back and I read I'm like that's a lot of shit like you know like delete. <laughs> this is not it this is not it at all delete or and then you know I'll come up with something for the podcast and then I'll come up with it and I'm like nope that's not it at all and then I'll just delete it so I'm like I imagine that writing a book and just going through that process it's almost like a constant battle of is this it is this not it just struggling with you know is this what I'm trying to say what am I trying to say it what is do you think? It definitely is, and I would like to think that all authors, there's not one that is an exception, but all of us are perfectionists, and that's probably also another reason why many don't actually publish is because they want to make sure it's perfect, so they do a lot of that. They'll write it, then they'll erase, and they'll write, and then they'll change, and then they'll adjust, and then they'll change, and then it's, you know, 10 years pass by, Yeah. so... Um, I think it's definitely normal, but I always tell everyone, like, at some point, you have to make a decision that this is it. 
because if you don't make a decision, you're going to continue to do that. You're going to continue to fix and fix and want to fix. (laughs) And it's like a constant cycle. And I did, when I was writing my book, I changed my title twice. Um, I, you know, I had all my chapters lined out what I wanted. And then towards the end, I was like, nope, delete this, you know, move this around. I want to readjust this. And then at some point you have to, after editing it for like 20 times, you have to get to a point where you're like, okay, this is the best it's going to be. And it's time Mm -hmm. to publish. And if you're not 100% satisfied, be okay in knowing that your next book, because there will be a next one, Mm -hmm. will be even better than that one, you know? But if you don't ever hit the publish button, you're never going to do it. Yeah, so, so powerful. It's true. And you're, and even sometimes my clients struggle with deciding a name for their business, deciding a name for their website, decide, you know, and then this is a book, it's print and sealed. And this is for sure a bigger deal and just probably feels like a bigger commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then what would you say as far as somebody who wants to get started? Like, I know you said, just get started, start typing away. Do you have any extra tips or any other advice for future authors, closet authors? Dream, dreaming authors, aspiring authors, what do you advise and your expertise? What do you imagine they need to hear right now? Honestly, yes. Getting started is number one. Finding someone that can mentor you or that can coach you. I also recommend uh, involving yourself around that community. So finding Facebook groups with other authors, getting involved with the library with other authors or speakers, um, and just learning that way as well. And creating a plan, I think that's also very important is just creating a goal and a plan because if you don't have a goal, then you're not really sure where you're exactly going with it. But create a goal. Maybe tell yourself, I want to have a book published within six months. So you know you have six months to do this. And so create smaller goals. You know, what does that look like? So maybe I have three months to write my book, two months to publish, and one month to launch it. So now that becomes even more clearer for you. Like, okay, I have three months to write it. I need to get to work, you know? Yeah. Um, so maybe creating a, a goal and a plan around that. Mm-hmm. A real detailed plan about how to get started. When Maybe mm-hmm. setting a launch date, setting... Um, like you said, maybe just doing some more visualizing too. Like, okay, what does this look like? Maybe on a shelf. What is this? Um, what's the cover look like? What's the title? I think it just maybe a lot of this is what's waiting for me over here, and I gotta just do it. That's my last question: Would you say for an author that the best way would be to focus on a specific niche or like a specific topic, or do you think that it's okay to? evolve and kind of go through different topics or is it better to get known as an author that speaks on this topic or it doesn't matter so i'll give you the right and wrong (laughs) there is no right or wrong answer for anyone that does branding and marketing they will probably tell you to stay with one niche and be known as this person that does this And that's kind of what I'm trying to do at the current moment for the past year. Have myself be seen as Janine Hernandez that does X, Y, and Z. However, I didn't start that way. I did a poetry book. I did a children's book. I did a publishing e-book. And now I've done a personal development book. So I'm in four different niches, uh, four different areas. I I, uh, attract adults and children. So I'm kind of all over the place. And that's why now I'm trying to be more into one specific category and also only coaching book book or aspiring authors uh, as opposed to just life coaching in general. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't want to say <laughs> that, yes, you should only focus on one niche um, because I, you know, it would be hypocritical because I did the opposite. But if you, if you really want it to be successful, I think focusing on one thing only will get you there faster, obviously. So Janine, that's like my love language, all of the things that you just said, because just like a brief story on me is like that I, my background is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I had different businesses in totally different industries. And because I just was like, I love this and I love this and I'm attracted to all these different things. But I would say going back as a coach and now what I teach my clients and coaching in the branding and marketing aspect, yes, is like, okay, well, what do I want to be known for? Right. And, and I still have like you said, you still had success with all of your other books and same with me with my other businesses, right? Like I still had success in those. I wanted to focus on like one particular type of client, one niche. So I'm excited to see what you come up with because I'm sure that you have expertise in all of them, but then also that's almost just how we reel ourselves in as multi-passionate, as creatives. We're like, okay, wait, 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 let's like bring it back. Like that's the thing that I'm trying to focus on. So I feel like it's awesome to be fluid, but then also because it's so flexible, it's cool to bring it back and be like, okay, actually, this is my focus. Well, and uh, I can totally agree with you because I also have other businesses. I own a tea company and then I'm also now dabbling into the RV industry, which has nothing to do with the books. And so I totally get that. But I did have, I had um, lunch once with a millionaire in Miami. And he, the advice he gave me was you pretty much, he's like, you need to focus on one thing because if you focus on multiple things, you're never going to be an expert in any of them. And he's like, so you need to become an expert in one. And then once you have become an expert and you have built that business or that niche to where you want it to be, then you can focus on other things as you hire people, et cetera. And so that, that's also what has become clear with me recently is like, you need to focus only on you know, coaching aspiring authors. And once I have mastered this, then I can go back and focus on all the other little things that I love doing, like, you know, my tea and my podcasts and RVs and all the other stuff. Yes. All girls, like all of these same, me too. And I still have to bring it back. I love all of that. Yep. I remember the quote now, you can't be the master of all trades and no, you can't be the jack of all trades, but the master of none. Yep. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. And that, I think that was one thing that held me back as an entrepreneur was like, I want to do all of the things. I had a t-shirt line, I had a spa, I had all of the things. And I was like, okay, but they all go together, right? Like you go to a spa and then you wear the shirt. And I'm like, I had to be like, okay, hold on. Let me just cancel all of this, quit. And then I actually did end up quitting a few years back. I was like, this just isn't for me. So just kind of tying back that lesson into this, this episode is really like, Maybe we just feel like we've tried all of the things and then we're like, I quit. It's, it's not for me. You know, I'm not meant to write a book, but then you just bring it back and you're like, actually, no, I'm going to give myself one more try. I'm going to give myself one more chance and I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick one thing and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to write about that, that topic or whatever. One thing I always tell people, and this is one of my biggest fears is and, and this is going to be deep, but I would hate to be on my deathbed wishing that I would have done that one thing. And I would hate for anyone to be on their deathbed wishing, I wish I would have wrote that book about my life. I wish my, you know, and my, my children and their children 
would have been able to read that book that I have inside of me, which I no longer can write because I'm on my deathbed. Like, that's how serious I am about it. I'm like, we need to get our stories out there because this is generational. This is our children and their children and their children. And it's something that we can leave behind. So do you really want to be that person that's like, dang, I wish I would have done that. And I never had the chance to do it. Mm, Chills. Totally chills. Exactly. That be deep. <laughs> no, that was deep. I felt that it's true. And, and we all have, we all have stories and we wish like, Oh, I wonder what it was like for, you know, for them growing up. We're just having those books of reference and, and even just stories are the things that, that are memorable. Like there's all these facts and numbers and none of that sticks. It's really the story. It's really mm-hmm. like what those experiences are. Um, we've re- we've all read something that stayed with us that we're like, oh, that's, you know, you would never forget it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So powerful. Thank you so much, Janine. All right. Well, that was like a mic drop, like end, end of story, write a book or you, because you don't want to have that regret. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you? The best way to find me is on Instagram. It's at the at sign J-A-N-I-N-E Hernandez with a Z underscore. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. If you want to keep hearing podcasts like this, nothing inspires me more than seeing that people are subscribing. So please subscribe, please leave a review and tell me what are some of the key lessons you learned and how you're going to apply this to your business. Also, can you do one more thing for me? Take a screenshot and post it. I'll definitely share it and just remember one more thing. You could be one strategy away from making it big. Hasta la próxima. Say goodbye, Latina business coach. Say goodbye, Latina business coach.